0: You're
1: listening to the Off The Line Soccer Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to Off The Line. My name's Jack. Today I'm joined, as always, by Jake and Aiden to go over some of the international stuff. Now there's finally a break in this Premier League season that we've been waiting for. Uh, Jake, how are you doing?
0: Hey Jack, I am doing good, um, and yeah, just like you mentioned, a, a break in the in the calendar kind of makes makes it good for a week and just a nice little relaxation for everyone involved, just just before the end of the season. So, I'm doing good. Uh, Aiden, how are you doing?
2: Yeah, I'm good. Just pumping out the homework, grinding towards the end of the year, and yeah, just a little bit of relief. I don't have to spend a whole weekend watching the fixtures for once, like. No, no one forces us to but since we love to we usually watch like all the games so it is really nice to have a break and i'm not really tuning into any international games so that's good how are you jack
1: i'm good yeah like we just need i like watching the games on the weekend like i never complain when i'm when i'm watching them i, I love watching them but like we need a break here every like every single day there's games on every single day And it's just really nice to have a break and we can focus now that we really like we're Canadian. So we don't really, I don't even really follow the national team that much, but, uh, when we look at some of like the world cup qualifiers, which is the world cups next year, which is very strange thing to me. I can't really wrap my head around it, but some of the international games that are going on right now, uh, are a little interesting. And like, I, I tuned into the England game today. Um, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. There's not much, uh, like, I just, I just want to go over some of this stuff with the with the national team for for England and see who Gareth Southgate should be choosing to go on the plane. So uh, us three have drafted like a 23-man squad. And then from there, we'll go into who we picked by position. And then ultimately, I'm sure at the end, we'll run through our, our starting 11s and in our bench just to, just to compare, I'm sure we'll actually have fairly similar teams, but it'll be interesting to discuss. Obviously, I think the English national team is probably um, the most controversial one, in my opinion, like from an outsider, the amount of pressure that's on the manager to choose specific players is, is incredible, but it's, uh, it's always interesting because you have so many different options. And then obviously when players are left out you see the the fans of their team really chiming chiming in and just saying they should have been chosen but uh, i'm excited to go through this because uh yeah i just want to see who you guys chose who you guys think deserve to go uh to the euros at the end of the season but uh, we'll start off jake i'll come to you first we'll start off with the goalkeepers who did you
0: choose or who would you choose as the goalkeepers to go for england so i have and i'm sure this will probably be similar. i'm sure at least two of the three that we have will be the same i have nick pope dean henderson and i have sam johnston um and obviously i guess the probably the this biggest surprise would be that pickford's not included but as jack can tell us every single week pickford has not been good for for quite a while so i don't think he actually deserves to do it this is kind of different because this is like my preferred squad when. If we would have done like what who we think, I still think Pickford's going to go. But this is who I would prefer, and uh, just Sam Johnston, obviously the the United Academy the United Academy player, and he's had a really good season for West Brom. Pretty much every game that I've seen, um, when they've played a big team, he's come up with some massive saves uh, against United, of course, and and against Manchester City at a particularly good game in Liverpool not long ago when the West Brom kept them to a one-one draw. So. I think the rest are self-explanatory. Nick Pope's a good, good star- He's a good player starter for Burnley, of course, and probably just the best English keeper in the league right now. And I think Dean Henderson has, has still shown enough to, to warrant his, his place on the plane. So um, yeah, those are my three picks. Uh, Aiden, who are your goal- goalkeepers?
2: Yeah, not much too much to say because I have the same three. Uh, I think Nick Pope is the clear starter at this point, um, just because he's the best and there's not really a, there's a lack of competition right now I think that has had enough time maybe if Henderson would have had a full season he could have done it but he's still uh, had some questionable appearances for United I think that Pickford might actually at his potential I think he can save shots better than Henderson but he just makes too too many errors to uh, get in the team right now but as you said I think if we were picking the likely team I think Pickford would be in there over Johnstone but Yeah, I have the same three goalies, Nick Pope, number one, Henderson, number two, and Johnstone, number three. What about you, Jack?
1: Yeah, kind of similar to you guys. I do have Pickford in there, and that's just me being completely biased and uh, mostly comes down to the fact that, you know, for England specifically, I can't remember him making any mistakes for England, Um, and I don't really know if his form's going to carry over. Since the Merseyside Derby, Pickford he hasn't he's been like fairly decent he hasn't made any huge mistakes since then but I think it like that would be short-sighted to forget how bad he was at the start of the season it was ridiculous but I've got and also just as an Everton fan like I I don't really care about England but it'd be nice to see him go because he obviously he obviously wants to go but yeah I've got Nick Pope I think he'll start and I do think he's the best uh, out of the three that I've chosen Nick Pope Pickford probably on the bench and then Dean Henderson in there as well I think that I think that like like in terms of uh like the national team yeah like I think people forget how good Pickford was especially against like Columbia in the last World Cup and saving the penalties and stuff but um yeah definitely on current form he's not the best but I still would I'd like to see him go but that's just because I'm I'm a fan so yeah Pope Pickford and Dean Henderson for
0: me uh, Jake, will come to you for your left-backs. Yeah, so for my left-backs, I have Luke Shaw and I have Ben Chilwell going. Um, obviously, Luke Shaw, the United player, and he's had pro- – well, I'd, I'd say definitely he's had the best season by any left-back in the Premier League this season. Uh, we've seen like, a bunch of stats where he's you know top of chance creation, I think he's top for assists from defenders. Uh, otherwise, that might be Luka Dean, but – Anyway, he's up there, so I think he's had a really good season, of course, and and I think he deserves to be the starter. And, and Chilwell, he's done well as well. Um, no pun intended, but uh, he's only kind of fallen down when uh, Thomas Tuchel's come in, where now I think he's only started three games under Tuchel, and Marcos Alonso has started the rest of them, so um, I don't know if Ben Chilwell would be worried about his spots. I don't know how many other quality left-backs England have to take his spot so soon uh, before the will start, but um, but yeah, I, I have Shaw starting and Chillwell would probably be on the bench for me. So um yeah, those are my two left backs. Aiden, who do you have? Yeah, I had
2: the same uh same two. I had Shaw and Chillwell. I mean there's a really good really good show for Crosswell because I don't mean to correct you, but he actually has the most assists for a defender. He has seven this season, but um I, I still I still not gonna pick him. I, I don't really have too much of a reason why other than I just when I watch him, I don't really, I think he could actually be better defensively than both those players. I'm, I think that's a worrying spot. Uh, the fullback areas for who they might pick and in a defensive sense, uh, with Shaw and cross or, uh, Chilwell, but I think Cresswell could be better defensively than them, but I don't think he's athletic enough and maybe his club will factor into it as well. Him playing for West Ham, but yeah, Luke Shaw will be starting for sure. Uh, He's still not that good defensively, in my opinion, and he's always out of position, but he's definitely a lot, lot, lot better than even at the first half of the season. So can't complain. And yeah, Chilwell hasn't really done anything wrong to get displaced from Chelsea. So I think he's just kind of a safe pick. And to me, I don't really know too much, but he seems like a Southgate type of player. What do you think, Jack?
1: Yeah, I've got those two as well. Kind of like similar arguments to you guys. I think like if I was Southgate, I'd be starting. More, again, we'll run through our our 11s at the at the end, and we'll debate like who should be starting. But in terms of the squad, it should be Luke Shaw and Ben Chilwell. And I I would start Shaw. I just think that he's more uh, consistent across like attacking and defending. I think that Chilwell is better going forward. But like I've said quite a few times on the podcast i do not rate ben chillwell as a defender he's very very like he gets caught out of position all the time um where shaw might not offer you as much going forward but he even though he's not the greatest defender he'll still probably provide more than ben chillwell will so yeah i've got those two as well uh jake i'll come to you for the center backs and how many do you have so
0: i have sorry i'm just counting here I have three center backs and maybe four. So I guess I'll, I'll name them as a center back as well. Um, so I chose uh, Harry Maguire, John Stones, probably like... Well, well anyway, our, our my preferred formation is kind of different than what England play. But in the back three that Southgate seems to play, um, Maguire and Stones, I, I think, are both nailed on starters. I also have... Kyle Walker who could count as a right back but I chose to include him as a center back just because that's how I believe England will play as well. Um and just as a backup I have Ezri consa which is maybe kind of like the most surprising one that I've come up with. Um obviously like it, it's different cuz there's no left footed center backs in here which a lot of people um like rightly point out that can be important but I think just the fact that Maguire has played on the left of a partnership for so long I think he's kind of used to the fact. So if England were to switch to maybe a back four, then McGuire would be like a... It would not be any different with him as a left-center back. So that's kind of why I chose that. Um, It's, of course, a surprise because Collins has never made an appearance for England before, but I think he's just a really good defender. I think I I said it last season as well um, when when Villa were kind of in the mud and almost getting relegated. But I, I still rated him at that point, obviously not like as much as right now, but he's having a very good season as we know Villa having a good season in the top half of the table, which of course they would have taken at this point last season. And I think McGuire is just kind of, he's a, he's a, like, he's a, like we've mentioned before, he's a good defender. It's just when he makes mistakes they are kind of like glaringly obvious, but other than that, he's relatively solid. And of course, the set pieces going forward. We saw in the world cup, I think him and John stones, I think England scored six goals from set pieces. I think him and John stones had three or four of those. So. and that was kind of the reasoning as well for that. And John Stones, like like we've mentioned, just like a, a complete renaissance season at at, at Manchester City. And uh, I think if I had to choose right now, he'd probably be the first defender on the England team sheet for me. But um, so yeah, I just have Walker, Maguire, Stones, and Kansa. So uh, Aiden, who did you have for your center backs?
2: Yeah, pretty similar. I have three out and out center backs, and then I have Walker as well. Um, I only have one other right back but so i'll say Walker's a center back or a right back so i have him uh, i wouldn't have picked him i don't think just based off his recent amount of games and stuff but he's just really experienced and there's not too many experienced players overall in the england team uh, Maguire, like you said him and stones are basically nailed on so there you go and then i was just debating between three players it was uh, keen consa and mings and i just picked mings just because he's older than Konza, even though he's not as fast and physical. I just picked him because he's more experienced and he's the only left-footed center back. So, yeah, what do you think, Jack?
1: Yeah, similar to you guys, I think John Stones and Harry Maguire picked themselves based off of their form this season. And then, like, obviously Harry Maguire and Luke Shaw, have the chemistry at the back there. Uh, I was thinking about including Consa, Jake. I think that's a good shout, and I still don't really understand unless he's injured. I don't understand why he wasn't picked for this England camp, especially when you get Connor Cody, who's not having the best season at Wolves, and Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer is in the England team. What's going on there? I thought it was based off of form, Gareth. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, John Stones, Harry Maguire, I've got Kyle Walker in there as well. If it was back three, but we know he's right back and right center back. I've put in uh, because of his versatility, and I think he's been Everton's best center back this season. Ben Godfrey, because he's got so much pace. He's one of the fastest Everton players I've seen. He's not going to lose any foot race. And if you plugged them in, you could play a higher line. But um, in, in terms of just consistency and physicality, I think that he has just a lot to offer the squad. And you know, kind of use him as Ancelotti has this year and as a utility man, if you just need somebody there to defend just as the, you know, really like the fourth option. And I think you could throw him in there and he's, he's not going to let you down. I think he's probably, he's been Everton's best center back this season. I think he's just edged it for, uh, from Michael Keane, who probably like, I, I think that Godfrey or Keane, probably Godfrey deserved to be uh, called up for this England camp, but he's playing with the U21s. Uh, but yeah, it's the fourth option. So John Stones, Harry Maguire, uh, Kyle Walker, and Ben God- Godfrey for me. Um,
0: Jake, come to you for the right backs. Yeah, so I'm not going to go back into it because we obviously we just covered the center backs, but I think Ben Godfrey is actually a really good one. Obviously, he'd, he'd cover the fullback positions as well just because that's where he's played this season for Everton uh, a lot of the time. So I think that's a, that's a good shout. And probably Connor Cody would be an honorable mention for me as well. But anyway... For the right backs, I actually have two other right backs. I chose um, other than Walker. I chose Reese James and I chose Aaron Wan-Bissaka. I'm sure that's obviously just the the United tinted glasses on. Um, But I'll touch on James first. I think James is probably better than uh, than uh, uh, what's his name? Alexander Arnold uh, defensively and he's just as good going forward to be completely honest. Like he's got the same crossing technique. and just the same like accurate delivery so he, he does really well um he's a good long-range shooter obviously we we saw that uh, i think it was at brighton at the opening game of the season for chelsea um Reese james is kind of someone who i didn't like too much when he came through but then now like you, you, i could kind of just really see his quality um he's improved a lot so i think he should definitely be Chelsea's starting right back and in the games where england would be playing against like lower block oppositions i think Reese james should start as well and i i think decide to include Juan bissaka just have something different at right back because I know probably the popular shout, uh, obviously before this week, before Trent was left out, but would probably have been Trent and um, Reese James at the, as the right backs. But I think they're very similar. Like, you kind of get the exact same thing from both of them, just like one of them's quality will be better in a certain area. But I think with Juan bissaka you actually have like a real defensive presence. Like, for example, I know it's getting ahead of ourselves or whatever, but let's say uh england make it to like the semifinals against a team like france who have whoever on on the wing um i i think i'd probably trust juan bisaka just to be stronger defensively in those games than reese james and just kind of see out the game but um that's just kind of my opinion and obviously I, I just kind of went for the variety here just that way you could kind of have more than one base covered in case you ever need it but so yeah those are my two picks for the just out out right back spots is juan bisaka and reese james aiden who did you have
2: yeah, again, really similar. I have Will Walker is like a covering one. Probably the, the – I don't know if he's the best offensive, but probably a lot better than Trent defensively. And then the other one, I have him as a CDM at Sasha right back. I have James there too, and then Trent. So uh, I just didn't pick Juan Bissaka because even though he stays back and holds a defensive position, I still think his positioning isn't that good a lot of times. Um. But maybe if they're sitting in a really low block against a good team, but um, I don't know. I just – I don't think he's going to get picked either if he hasn't really gotten picked at all so far. So, yeah, I don't have too much to add about uh, Arnold and James. What about you, Jack?
1: So I've got Kyle Walker there um, as, as a right back. He can play center back as well, but I've got Kyle Walker – Reese James, and I've gone with Trent over Wan-Bissaka, but that's not, like, obviously we know that Wan-Bissaka is much better defensively. But just if I was Southgate with all of these uh, attacking options for England, I would just be looking to score as many goals as possible, even if that means you concede. So um, you've got, like, all three of those options, Walker, Reese James, and Trent, they're all, like, good going forward, especially Trent and and reese james and then you've got walker's recovery pace so if you're playing with stones and mcguire then you've got the pace to to bail them out if you're playing the higher line but yeah i would just just chose the most attacking options just because i think that if i'm not saying they will do this but like like they should just try to outscore every team because i think that they have the personnel to do that but yeah i've gone with kyle walker reese james and trent uh who, jake who'd you choose for your your center midfielders
0: so i have for the center midfield i have six of them obviously some of these play, players are versatile so i can get into that soon but i have uh, declan rice i put jack relish as a as a midfielder a central midfielder um mason mount uh james madison calvin phillips and i just threw in jordan henderson just to be a cheerleader and i believe that he'll be involved but um to be fair i think declan rice is probably like a, a nailed on starter as well or i think he should be um And Grealish, we know like for Villa, we've seen him play as a center mid sometimes and like as a number eight, as a left center mid or obviously on the on the wing. So that that just adds a bit of versatility as well. Um, The same for Mason Mount. I think he's he's doing very well this season. I think he should. He's another one who should be close to to being one of the first names on the team sheet. Depending on the formation, of course. Um, And James Madison, he's kind of like a just the backup number ten. I think he's he's obviously a really good player and like one of my favorite players in the league. But he hasn't really gotten that many chances with England as well. Obviously, Grealish uh, was kind of in the same boat until a a couple months ago. So maybe he'll have his chances. But England obviously as well don't set up with a number ten per se. So I think that could be kind of a little bit of a factor in Madison not. Uh, not playing or not starting, um, and I have Cal- Calvin Phillips just as like a another option, like as a defensive midfielder. Obviously, we, we've see, we've talked about his distribution as well. Um, it, it could be an asset in the game in the games again with like a either teams that will press England like pretty high, so it could just go over the top and get the the wingers in behind. So I think that's just an, a good asset to have, and I think he's had a, a relatively good season considering it's his first season in the Premier League. And like I mentioned my last pick is Jordan Henderson just for his experience, and I think that. I don't know. I just think he'll be involved in the England squad like in, in any capacity if he's if he's fit. Um, I personally probably wouldn't play him that much, but obviously we know the bias that I have against Jordan Henderson. But um, who knows? Just his leadership could be very important to, to a young England team and just a young midfield that I've established here. So I could see him getting some game time as well. And um, yeah, so those are kind of my six picks for the, for the midfield spots. Aiden, who did you have?
2: Yeah, those are good ones. Uh, again, pretty similar. Yeah, I have Henderson. I don't know how much he's going to play. Like you said, uh, if he was fully fit, I'd expect him to be starting. But, yeah, he had a leadership role for sure for him. And, yeah, a cheerleader, like you said. But I have six of the midfielders. Declan Rice, yeah, he'll be starting for sure. Right now I'd have Mount starting as well. He can play box-to-box or attack a midfield. And then the rest of them, I already said I've got a Reese James as – Uh, CDM or right back just for his, his flex flexibility and a bit more of athleticism and speed around the rest of these players. Um, And then I have Grealish a number 10, or if, if you want a left winger or a number eight, just going to be creating all the chances. If you want to play like how Jack's saying going forward, you're really going to need Grealish. And then the one player that I'm not sure if either of you guys have, uh, I have James Ward-Prowse as the last one. I just think he's maybe the only one other than rice who can really do everything in the midfield and uh, maybe in a, in a game, if you've already won uh, if you've already won two games in your group or something, you could, you could throw him in and he can just kind of pick the passes kind of control the whole pace of the game. And he's really critical from set pieces. So I don't really think there's any hindrance in having James Ward-Prowse as the last midfielder. What do you think, Jack?
1: Yeah, that's a good shout. I've gone with, so I've got obviously Reese James covers both. So I'll, I'll include him as more of a defensive midfielder. So Reese James, Declan Rice, 100%. He has to he has to start as well. It's been like this season, I think he's convinced all three of us. Like I, I thought he was like decent. I, last season, I thought he was okay. He's a good player, but this season watching him, he's definitely gone up a level. He started really carrying the ball this season, which is something that I hadn't seen from him before. Um, but yeah he just seen he can he can do it all and we saw even uh, against Arsenal the other day like running almost the entire pitch to just break through the whole Arsenal team it was really really good he's just got a lot of energy but he'll just sit there um, and protect the back four as well so uh, Declan Rice Jordan Henderson I have chosen like again him being fully fit I think I'm not sure how much he'll play i southgate really likes him but having him as a character and a leader and somebody with experience in the dressing room uh is really important no matter what you think of his actual uh abilities but like one thing we do know is that jordan henderson like if england really need to press he's so comfortable in in pressing and pretty much all of these midfielders are mobile enough and have enough energy to press so uh so i've gone with like declan rice jordan henderson Mason Mount who like after just watching him over the last couple months has to start for me as well. Uh, then the last two have gone with Jack Grealish and James Madison, James Matt, I think Grealish, you have to include him. I think he is that good. And then James Madison, again, if he's fit, I think he has to go. He just, he's, he's he just provides that creativity and just like really, really strong backup and England have so much depth, especially in the attacking options that, um, like really it just depends on what Southgate wants to do. But I think by choosing uh, like choosing these players, it'll in the quality that England have, they have so many different options. That's that's part of what makes it such a tough, tough job. Because if, if Southgate gets it wrong, which he very well may, uh, then there's then like, surely they've got to get somebody else who can do a better job with this group of players. Cause they, I, I do rate them really highly, but yeah, just again, uh uh Declan Rice Jordan Henderson Mason Mount Jack Grealish James Madison and then uh Reese James as a backup defensive midfielder I, I think also Jake I think Calvin Phillips is a really good shout as well like again there's just so much quality especially because he is so used to like being being pressed and like definitely has the athleticism playing for leads and would uh, be very comfortable and just like playing the balls over the top to some of the fast forwards that, that England have that we'll get on to. Uh, but I think yeah Calvin Phillips is also a really good shout. Um, who did you choose for your wingers?
2: Before we before we move on, I just want to ask you guys, do you think that um, do you think if do you think Jones or Bellingham could make it in the squad? Or are they not they don't have a chance? Curtis Jones?
0: Yeah, I think they're probably I, I not that yeah go ahead jake oh yeah sorry i was just gonna say i probably don't think they're actually that far away um they're probably like on the next like batch of like six midfield like choices um i don't think that they'll go i'd I'd say probably if i had to choose one curtis jones would be like a little bit ahead of bellingham just because to be honest i've seen more of jones this season he's kind of impressed me every single time that he's played um obviously i don't like saying that as like someone who doesn't like liverpool but he has he has looked very good for most of the games i've seen him play and um and, like, they might be, like, a good shelf, like a wild card, but I, I just don't think that they'll probably be involved. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Jay. I agree.
1: Like, I, I think both of them are really good players. I think that they've been introduced just to get them in the England, the England, like, men's setup, um, just from a young age so they're comfortable. So over the next couple of years, they can start to bed them in. We know, like, Jordan Henderson is in his 30s. Um, so you've got you've got like a replacement somebody take a spot in Bellingham or, or Ward prowse is another really good option Aiden especially from the set pieces and crossing the ball in like we saw today but um, I think that yeah like Jude Bellingham I think he, what is he like 17 he's gonna he he looks like he's gonna be a really really good player and then Curtis Jones has been really good all season but I think there'll be options for the future but it just shows like at this, at this like specific time i think like they only have the 23 men squad so right now i don't think they'll make it but they're they're part of the setup and they'll definitely be england regulars in the future for sure
2: yeah the just the reason i was asking i do agree with you guys that they're a bit lower down the totem pole and they're probably not going to get picked but i was just asking when i look at or i hear the three midfields that we've picked I just think that based off the balance if Henderson's not playing, there's not a real box to box midfielder if you don't have Ward-Prowse. So that's why I was thinking maybe Jones would go in there nicely, but I agree. I don't think he's going to make it. So Jake, who are your wingers?
0: For my wingers, I have chosen four. Um, I have Marcus Rashford. I have Jaden Sancho, I have Raheem Sterling and Harvey Barnes, which I'm sure Aiden, you'll be happy to hear about, but, um, I think these choices were like pretty, pretty straightforward. I would anyway. We'll get into the starting lineups after, but yeah, I kind of just chose them. I think Sancho's had like a, a very good second half uh, to the season. The first half of, of his season at Borussia Dortmund did not go well at all. Um, uh, who knows if that was like a like a because of his failed move to United and he wasn't. His head wasn't right or who knows but he had a very slow start but he's starting to turn it up right now and, and performing very well i think rashford's probably developed into one of like the top three wingers in the league in the last two or three seasons um he's pretty much like a consistent goal threat um and, and he, he could score penalties and free kicks and he could score from outside the box with like a, a, his dipping technique or he gets in the right positions as well so i think rashford's pretty much a uh like a straightforward uh a shout i have sterling as well just he's he's not reached the heights exactly for the last two seasons that most people expect of him but if you look at the numbers he's putting up they're still they're still pretty good especially considering a lot of people myself included still believe that sterling isn't a good finisher so considering that he's putting putting up those numbers despite that it's still uh it's still good i think it because of that he kind of deserves to go and harvey barnes i think he's good for like a rotation option he's he's impressed me as well this season uh give aiden credit for this one he was way ahead of the curve on harvey barnes but um yeah, just hopefully he comes back from his injury in and time and, and gets himself fit so that he can make it into the squad. I think he'd be like a really dynamic option off the bench and just offer like some some close dribbling and and, um, and yeah, just kind of maybe liven up a match if England need a goal in the last like 10, 15, 20 minutes. So I think those are those are pretty good shouts. Um, If I do say so myself, Aiden, who did you choose for your wingers?
2: Yeah, those are really good ones. Surprisingly, I actually don't have Barnes on my list, Um, even though I really do like him. I just don't think he offers as much versatility compared to the rest of the players that I have, really just being a left winger for me. So I have uh, Rashford and Sterling. I think those are nailed on Sancho. We already know the undoubted quality. And then I have my last two. They're a little bit of cheat codes because they can play in a number of different positions. And these were the ones that I could have swapped in Barnes for, but I have uh, Phil Foden who can play back up to the number 10 position. If you play with a number 10 and he can play on both wings and even in a false nine, um, because as I think we'll see, I don't have a lot of strikers here at the tournament right now, even though Sterling can probably and Rashford can do that role. I think Foden just, has so much versatility and he's young. I think he needs to get some tournament experience early Uh, like Theo Walcott or someone like that did like that, even though we don't want him to turn out like uh, Theo Walcott. And then the same uh, for Saka. Uh, I have Saka. He's my last winger. And then he can also play left back and go on the bench in case there's an injury. So I just think that the versatility was a little bit too much for me to deny, even though I'm not, certain how realistic that is what do you think Jack
1: yeah we've got we've got similar options I've gone with uh, Rashford Sterling Jaden Sancho and then Phil Foden for Phil Foden for the same reasons as you Aiden He's, he can play in a like, variety of positions because when you put him out there and when you watch him play for City and for England he kind of just floats around anyway but he does like he he can do both he does tend to kind of go searching for the ball but defensively he stays out on the right hand side when he's playing out there but like it just showed like the quality that england have up front it's incredible rashford sterling sancho foden uh that is the the harvey barnes and bakayo sack i was thinking about including those ones harvey barnes i don't know if he's going to be fit um for if in time for the euros but he's definitely if he was still playing right now he'd probably be in there and then Bakayo Sack is probably the number one player that i just couldn't fit into the team based off of the just the other options that we have but i think all of us agree that Bakayo Sack is definitely going to be like a england like regular in in the future because he himself is only like 18 or 19 years old and he's very very good uh, in a variety of positions like Rashford is, is top quality sterling sancho phone it's 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 ridiculous that like not all of these guys can start phil foden but yeah i've gone with with those four uh jake who did you go with like how many strikers do you have and
0: in- yeah so just to answer your question there i i only chose two strikers obviously kind of a part in that was uh as we mentioned before just the fact that i have rashford and i think he could obviously play as a number nine if need be so I felt confident just going for two out and out number nines. But I'm sure these are kind of obvious picks. I have uh Harry Kane and I have uh Calvert Lewin. So obviously for Kane it's it's pretty self-explanatory. We I think we touched on his stats maybe two weeks ago, just how how good of a season he's having, just goal, setting up goals and scoring goals. So I think it makes sense. And I think it's, I'm not gonna go too deep into this, but I kind of think that with the wingers that England will be playing like Rashford and Sancho, they could sort of replicate what Spurs have. Uh, so if Kane kind of drops deep and stuff, Rashford and Sancho can just dart inside and get in behind. So I think it, it'll be like pretty straightforward for Kane. That he, he won't have to like change the way he plays uh, too much. He'll just have to probably defend a little bit less, or or he'll have more of the ball. But um, and for Calvert-Lewin, like it, it's kind of weird because like he's had like a a good season. He hasn't scored. I think Jack. It's like b- before he scored against ch- Chelsea. I think he hadn't scored for like 10 games. So he's like on a, on a run where like he'll score a lot, then he won't score, then he'll start scoring a lot. But that's obviously not his fault. Like it happens to a lot of players. Like I think Lukaku was kind of always like that as well before. Um, so it's a sign of a good number nine. It's just kind of sad for Calvert-Loon that like he can't start because I think in a lot of national teams, uh, he would be a starting striker right now, just with the way his season has gone, his improvement in the last uh, season or two. But um, yeah, I just have him as like a, a the bench striker, but obviously you could kind of see him coming on as well in games, just if England are up two or three goals to give Kane a rest, or just if they need to, to claw something back or draw or win um, just have the, the aerial threat and threat from set pieces and corners, et cetera. And I think he could be just a, a valuable asset. So I have uh Kane and Calvert-Lewin as my strikers. Aiden, who do you have as your two strikers?
2: Yep. I just have the same two Kane and DCL Kane. He's just going to play every single minute. unless they're winning and dcl don't be surprised when he just gets thrown on as a scapegoat in like the last few minutes if they need to come back Uh, and they try to launch everything in i could see a good tactic in that sense with the the fullbacks that they have crossing it into him but i can just see them him just getting thrown on in desperate times and then like we said there's a number of players who could play in a, a striker role or a kind of withdrawn forward role like sterling or foden and rashford Who do you have, Jack?
1: Yeah, so I I have three uh, strikers to finish off. So Harry Kane, obviously, like he starts. There's there's no argument to that. Harry Kane starts. Uh, I've got Calvert-Lewin in there, which is good to see. Definitely just as the backup option, even though tactically – we'll we'll get into starting 11s in a minute. But tactically, I think you technically against some teams could play – Kane and Calvert-Lewin but use Kane more as uh, like a center forward dropping off and he can play play the wingers in behind and and then you have Calvert-Lewin just just there to head the ball literally he doesn't even need to he doesn't need to touch it with his feet at all just just had the ball and then the third option such so the 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 backup if anything went wrong I've got Danny Ings even though I think that Ollie Watkins definitely deserves a shout and he got his first uh, first appearance for England today off the bench. He scored. He scored a goal. I think I really like Ollie Watkins. I think long term he'll he'll probably become better than Danny Ings. But Danny Ings, he's he's reliable. If he gets a chance in a game, he's he's probably going to score it, and he can also make his own chances as well, uh, which is something that DCL can't do. But yeah, he'd be the he'd be the third option there. But yeah, like again, the attacking options that England have, and we'll get into the starting 11s in formation um now if you guys want i just think that there's so many so many options here and like actually before we we uh before we go into starting 11s jake i'll come to you first on this do you trust gareth southgate to
0: get this team up and up and running and actually be successful in in the euros i mean i think the easy answer and probably like the accurate answer is no but I I also can't ignore the fact. Obviously, it was like four years ago now, three years ago technically. But the fact that at his first like major tournament as a as a like men's national team, not like the under twenty one, as a as a manager, uh, he got England to the semifinal. Now, mind you, I was the first one to to argue that he he got the luck of the draw and the easy draw and all that stuff. And if they were on the other side of the bracket, they would have made it past the round of sixteen. So I'm I'm aware of that, but I just um. Just trying to be more positive and giving the credit where credit's due, no matter how it happens. Um, but probably not because the fact that he, when he came in, he started out with a, that 3-4-3 three, three formation and then he kind of went to a 4 at the back for a while. But then it seems he wasn't happy with that. So he, he's kind of gone back now to 3 at the back um, and with two kind of defensive midfielders playing ahead of them. Uh, kind of against no matter who they who they play. So I, I think there was a couple of the national breaks ago. maybe it was the last one where they beat I think it was the Netherlands 2-1. And then the the very next game he played like a 3 slash five at the back with the two defensive midfielders and they lost 1-0 against Denmark. So it seems like he's not always like in favor of adjusting his tactics for for who they're playing, which is fine for like many managers like Guardiola. Like he doesn't really adjust his tactics or or Mourinho, even though we've kind of criticized him a lot recently, but I, I think he has to be a bit more flexible. Like if you're again, I don't want to be disrespectful, and it was only like one instance that I could think of off the top of my head in the last international break. But if you're playing Denmark, you don't line up in the exact same way as you would against the Netherlands. Like Denmark, you could probably afford to go at like a four, two, three, one. That way you get all the attackers um involved and you still have like the protection that you need in front of your defense. So but I just don't think he's probably that flexible enough to adjust exactly the way england needs so I, if i was an england fan i probably would not be trusting him too much um keeping in mind just the the recent past uh, aiden what do you think
2: no he's not gonna get it right well he might he might stumble across something for a little bit but then it comes up against one of the bigger teams and a better manager a more experienced manager with similar level of quality of players that he's not going to be able to do it and i think a a big part of it is a fault. And another part of it is that England have so many good players and it, in some positions, it's not really clear who would be the best options. And I don't think he really knows how to figure that out. Um, like the attackers were saying, he could play with two strikers. And I think in a lot of, this is international football, but in a lot of leagues and a lot of teams around the world, I think like Jack was saying, playing with Kane and DCL would be really, really good, but I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to stick to, using the two defensive midfielders and yeah, I just don't really think he, he knows what he's doing. I don't really have too much to back that up other than what you were already talking about the previous tournaments. And I think he might find something if he wins a game with a certain formation or a certain system, he's just going to stick with that until something goes wrong and then try to switch it up at the last minute. I don't think he's really going to switch up his tactics for what teams he's playing. I think he's just going to try the same thing if it works in one game. What
1: do you think, Jack? Yeah, I agree with you, Aiden. I don't trust him specifically based off of some of these player selections for the last camp. Like, I know some players are injured and stuff, but he's brought in Eric Dyer, Connor Cody, uh, Tyrone Minx, who's been who's been better than than those two. But even, like, Esri Conso should definitely be in there. I think Ben Godfrey or Michael Keane, one of them should have been in there. Um, like, just just some of the the player decisions. I just don't really understand what he sees in, in these players. And I do, I did read that he al- apparently he already knows his 11, like he knows his, his guys. And like right now for this break, it's obviously it's world cup qualifying, but with when they're playing against San Marino, they can literally do whatever they want um, and, and try different things out. But I think I t- like personally don't, don't really trust them, but England do have so many options that, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they do well. And if they did do, if they were successful and, and made it really far and were performing well, then obviously, yeah, you have to give them credit. I, I, but personally, if I'm an England fan, I'm not trusting, trusting that at all. But yeah, we'll, we'll get into the starting 11s. Jake, what, uh, what formation did you go
0: with and who'd you select? I went with a four-three-three, just um, with uh, like one defensive midfielder and two center mids, just because I think it would be probably the best for what England have. Um, So I'll just kind of reel off my team now. I would have Nick Pope starting in net as a back four from right to left. I'd have Kyle Walker, John Stones, Harry Maguire, and Luke Shaw. Um, I would have Declan Rice just sitting in front. It's a very attacking midfield here, so the. My two center mids, I would have uh, Jack Grealish as a left center mid and Mason Mount as a right center mid. And my front three, I would have Rashford, Sancho, and Kane. So just kind of like the thinking, I think it's all like pretty good. Like, I obviously, I don't think it's going to happen with Rice, Rice, Grealish, and Mount, but it would be like a, a good way to just dominate teams and get on top of them and put the pressure on them. Um, and the reason why I don't have Sterling in the starting lineup is I kind of believe that him and Rashford are are very similar but Rashford is just better than Sterling in those areas like they've got pretty much the same pace so like it's not like you have an advantage there I think Rashford is a better shooter um he could kind of create something out of nothing maybe a bit more than than Sterling can or out of like long range if if England ever need that or like a free kick like I mentioned earlier so I think that's kind of the reason for it Sancho on the right side he just gives you like direct running and 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 direct dribbling I guess at defenders he won't be afraid to kind of take them on and and just try to tie them into knots to get around them and and create the chance for England so that's kind of why I went for those wingers. And um yeah, just in my mind the rest of the team lines up really well. Like the only question mark for me would be between Walker and maybe Reese James. Um <clears throat> excuse me, as a as a starting right back just because Walker hasn't played uh very much at all recently. He's just kind of been been uh, put on the bench by by Joao Cancelo's good form, so that's probably the question mark in my team uh for me. But I think it would just be a fun team the way this would play with um with the midfield three and like I mentioned just Kane could just drop back and have Rashford and Sancho just darting in behind and getting on the end of the long balls and or not the long balls, but you know what I mean the Harry Canes like lofted through passes and, and um and yeah, I think it'd be a just a, an interesting way to see this England team set up. I doubt that this is gonna happen. I think it would just be fun against a game that maybe they're expected to win. Um but yeah, Aiden, what is your team looking like?
2: Yeah, it's a pretty similar. I just probably have different instructions or something that I tell the players. But yeah, Nick Pope and goal, um, Luke Shaw left back. Center backs are hard. After when you watch McGuire every week, I do like him a lot more than most people. But so I'll pick McGuire and Stones, and then I'll pick Kyle Walker too, uh, just based off his recovery pace that might be needed at the back. I'm really not sure about this defense. I don't rate Luke Shaw defensively a lot more than other people. Uh, his positioning is very bad. So I think I'd tell Kyle Walker to sit in and be a lot more conservative. Uh, kind of how what he does with city sometimes uh, with Cancelo kind of roaming forward. I would tell him to do that and let Luke Shaw do more of the attacking. I know that's not really how the team works, but I would just tell Walker to recycle the ball and cover for his center halves if needed. And then uh, Declan Rice and CDM, we already know he's, really the best all like midfielder there in terms of defensively and taking the ball out of the back. Um, I wonder if Declan Rice could be used as a center back. I know it's probably not his best position, but when you're so scared of these other options that England have, maybe that could be something to look out for. But moving on to the team, uh, I'm playing with just one box-to-box midfielder, and that's going to be Mount, just doing everything all over the midfield that has the best energy there for me. And he can pick up the ball, uh, turn and play balls – through the lines up to Grealish who's in the number 10. He's just going to be creating all the chances and just doing everything, drifting off to the left, maybe creating a bit more space for Mount if he wants to go forward. And then left winger, we've got Rashford, striker, Harry Kane, and right wing I've got Sancho too. And that's another reason why I just tell Walker to be conservative because Sancho doesn't really like doing any defensive work at all. Um, and I think that actually might, could be a good tactic. Um, I've been saying I think United should could employ this if they ever were going to sign Sancho with Wan-Bissaka because Sancho can just create chances for other players and create chances for himself. He doesn't really need too much support overlapping. I mean, obviously it's going to help any player, but I think he can cut inside. He can really do everything going forward. So that's the team, Rashford, Kane, and uh, Sancho up front. What do you think, Jack?
1: I think all three of us have the exact same team i've got the exact same for like formation of four two three one or four three three like nick pope luke shaw harry Maguire, john stones kyle walker then you've got declan rice sitting in front of them uh grealish and mount could kind of be interchangeable in, in like attacking mid but just pressing really going back and forth and then rashford left wing because i think you need somebody who's willing to just sprint and get in behind when um, whereas Sancho is more, like you said, Jake, he, he wants to dribble. He'd probably prefer the ball to feet, but then you've got Grealish pulling all the strings and then Harry Kane, obviously, up front. And I think um, in terms of attacking, I think the team should be built around Jack Grealish, in my opinion. I think that if you, if you let him be creative and be the one to dictate what your team is doing, I think that you just create so many different chances throughout the, the whole 90 minutes and create in in different ways you can play in behind you can like create their like individual skill from sancho and just you can counter you can possess everybody in this team's press resistant and good really good on the ball um and yeah you just have quality all over the field i did think that we would have slightly different teams but yeah we have the exact same team all three of us for the starting 11s but i guess great minds think alike but yeah who'd you go with uh jay here for your i guess we could say your your bench options if you made a bench
0: i did not make a bench exactly but i could just kind of look at my paper and reel them off i'd probably have henderson on the bench as the just as the backup goalkeeper just more experience, i think um one Basaka, like i mentioned uh and reese james just if you ever need like a either an attacking or defensive option like you guys have mentioned too reese james could be like an option in midfield uh just with the range of passing and, and the shooting and obviously the defensive nous um so I think those are, are probably good ones. I'd have Chilwell on the bench as well, just for the left foot and left foot in case you need it. Uh, James Madison, just to create something out of nothing, or if England, again, it's kind of a common theme between my players. I, I expect England to be trailing for some reason, but Madison, just in case England are trailing, they could just, just put, put him on, get him on the ball and have him create the chances. Um, and yeah, Calvert-Lewin and Sterling, I think would be my attacking options. I hope I've reeled off seven subs there. Otherwise, that'll be embarrassing, but... Calvert-Lewin and Sterling as my, as my substitutes, the last ones like you mentioned, Aiden, just Calvert-Lewin, uh, just with the way the fullbacks play with England, just getting on the end of the, of the crosses and, and just powering the header home or knocking it down for whoever else is around them. And Sterling, again, just in case you need like an injection of pace or in case just one of the wingers is, is not just having a good game, Sterling, he can play, he's adept on both wings, so that obviously helps as well. And uh, and yeah, he, he could just kind of get in behind and, and who knows, maybe set up a couple of cutbacks or get inside the box if the if the ball is on the other, on the other wing, just as we've seen many times for uh, for uh, Manchester City. So I think it's a pretty solid team that England have. So I think expectation, expectation should be pretty high on them. But I don't think we're I'm going to get too deep into that right now. So Aiden, who did you have as your bench options?
2: Yeah, for mine, I have uh, Dean Henderson in goal. I have my other center back, whoever that's going to be. I I have Mings, but this was like one of the hardest positions for me to pick was the last center back. So could have been Keane or Godfrey, whoever you want there, the center back. And then I've gone for Reese James next on the bench, the third player on the bench. And then Jordan Henderson, if he's fit, needing a bit of pressing like Jack said earlier, or just leadership, maybe even if you're winning the game, he could come on. So that's the fourth player. And then fifth, I have Foden. Can play in all the positions, cover for Grealish or something in the number 10 or on the wings. And then Sterling is an impact sub. I mean, if you're tired and you're a fullback, you really would not want to see Sterling coming on, running at you. (laughs) That would be a nightmare. And then lastly is DCL. Really the last striker that I have. What about you, Jack?
1: Yeah, I've I've got Pickford on the bench maybe just for – for penalties, I don't know. Maybe they just see him as some sort of penalty hero, but he, he can save him. And then I've got uh, Ben Godfrey, just the utility utility defender, because uh, he can play all three positions. Uh, I've got Reese James there for for right back, and he can play in defensive midfield as well. Jordan Henderson, uh, Phil Foden, Raheem Sterling, and Calvert-Lewin up front as well. It's ridiculous. It, having re- like Rahim Sterling as a substitute for the national team. Imagine your attack being so good that Sterling doesn't even start for your national team or we, we wouldn't we wouldn't start him in, in most cases. That is unbelievable. Like I wish I, I wish that I wish that Canada had that sort of talent, but it's they, they've got so much talent. I don't think it's oh, and I'll just come to you guys for this really quick. Do you guys think that's unrealistic to think that they could win the whole thing? Because I think on paper, they're definitely I think they have enough balance. And I think that in in tournament style play, where it's just one game at a time, I think that they've got the talent to challenge any team in the world, even though we we all know that England usually screw up at tournaments. I think on paper, they should be one of the favorites for the whole thing. I don't think I can be the only one thinking that
0: no i don't i don't think it's necessarily unrealistic obviously it's not it's not the same thing but i don't think i would choose them as like my favorite to win the whole thing um but i don't think it's too unrealistic obviously we've seen like you mentioned many times england kind of failing to live up to expectations so i don't know if this would be another one of those uh situations um just kind of kind of believing that they're like one of the favorites for all the tournaments i feel like has been part of their downfall for like so many times um and I know it's kind of like a new manager, a new crop of players and stuff, but we're only like five years, five years on from from England getting knocked out by Iceland at the Euro at the last Euros. So, um, uh, like I mentioned, you can't really correlate between the two because it's a lot of different players and stuff. But it just kind of goes to show, like I don't know if their mentality is always uh like the way I would like it in these tournament games, that like getting knocked out by by the by far the smallest nation to ever qualify for the Euros. I I don't know that could have just been like a flash in the pan or who knows, but I I would just be very wary of of uh just England like kind of naming them like one of the favorites. Um I feel like they they'll always let you down for some for some reason. Maybe like a like an arsenal or something, like you start to get excited about the team then they just kinda kinda of always let you down, even the wenger days, they just top four and that was it. But I don't know why I decided to take a dig at Arsenal, but I didn't I didn't mean it. But I don't think I don't think it's unrealistic, but I definitely would not be confident um naming them like one of my favorites. Aiden, what do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I think that I it's definitely not unrealistic to think that they're one of the favorites. I some other big nations have kind of fallen off. I don't know. Do you guys have any Before I go on to my explanation of what I'm going to say about England, do you guys have any like really big favorites that you're looking at?
1: I would go with France. France's team is unbelievable. They have so many good players in every single position. They have like five five good players in every single position. Um, Off the top of my head, I would, I'd be going with France. Um, The other one, the other one, Say would probably be Portugal specifically because if you look at the spine of their team you've got Ronaldo up front you've got Bruno in the number 10 you've got um like Renato Sanchez you've got Neves you've got I don't know if Matinho retired from Portugal but you've got who else do you have like Danilo Pereira and then you've got I think Font and and uh and Pepe still play center back for Portugal but like they obviously know what they're doing and are still good enough for international football, and then Patricio, we'll see. We'll see how he's doing with the freak injury that he suffered. But I think the spine of Portugal is very, very good. And when you have Ronaldo in your team for a tournament, like you have a very good chance of winning, in my opinion. But Jake, who, who would you say?
0: Yeah, those are good shouts to be honest. I'm just, it, it's like you mentioned, like a lot of the big nations have kind of been like not unstable, but um, not too consistent as well. Like Germany, like who knows what's going to happen there. Like we saw them at the at the world cup they kind of crashed out only winning one of three games in the very easy group and then they've they've had a very uh inconsistent or turbulent qualifying campaign just in general and the same kind of goes for france like uh, if you just chose france by the squad of course you choose them choose them like as, as big favorites but again they they drew against ukraine yesterday uh, and ukraine didn't even have a shot on target so that just goes to show again like i mentioned earlier with england it could have just been like a flash in the pan like once once in a one in 10 times where that's going to happen that scoreline but i find it's been happening like more frequently with france uh since they've won the world cup they've had a couple crazy results like losing to sweden etc um so that's another one where i'd be just a bit iffy about it um and like you mentioned jack just portugal do have a, a very good team too ruben diaz throw him in there as a center back as well like just rafa guerrero at left back and they've got a very they've got a very solid team um just the only thing that's kind of tough is just that it's for some reason like we never see like repeat champions um ex- aside from like spain a long time ago so i don't know if i could just say pick a favorite right out right off the bat but like like you guys were saying just i'm answering the question in a very long-winded way yeah there's a couple other teams i would choose ahead of england i think portugal would be one france would be one um of course the bias coming out italy would be one and if they get rid of frank de boer and uh and maybe i choose on that italy's not going (laughs) what come on italy's surely italy's not a favorite just bashes england and then says italy you'll see you'll see yeah i'm sorry
1: hold on jake we we don't like to interrupt each other over the over the zoom calls but
0: i don't know maybe the dutch if they get their their stuff together and yeah okay i don't know what to say say anymore
1: The last one I'll throw in there, if they, they need to win something now for this generation, Belgium need to perform, but you can never, they've got amazing players, but I've seen Roberto Martin as coach Everton, and let, let me tell you, sometimes it can be very rough in terms of game management, and that's what you really need to be successful in tournament style, but they've got the players to do it, so Belgium are in there for me.
2: Yeah, I was just curious. You guys kind of answered my question in like a long-winded way, and that. But I think in a, in a tournament format, like England could definitely do it. Um, I don't know if he mentioned Bernardo Silva or Cancelo for Portugal either. Um, but yeah, I think England can do it. They they definitely have the players. I totally lost my train of thought, to be honest, because of that Italy comment that just completely threw me for a spin there. Just thinking, yeah, Jake must have thought he said win the groove, win the tournament. What's going on there? Holy. Honestly, I can't even remember what I was thinking that whole time. I'm so sorry. It just threw me right off.
1: Jake, it was such a shocking take that Aiden's lost for words. <laughs> that's that's how outrageous oh, that take was.
2: Yeah, no. Now I remember. I was just going to say about the uh, what Jake was saying about five years ago with the uh, England not winning or whatever at the Euros and stuff against Iceland and or the World Cup whatever he's talking about, the squad is fundamentally different. Like, look at how many different players and young players are on this piece of paper now for England that wouldn't have been there last time. But I I think it all comes down to the mentality, and when you look at all the players here, there's not very many of them, especially that we've picked in the starting 11, that have actually won trophies, or a lot of them. So I think it's just going to come down to their mentality and their manager more than anything. And, yeah, not really a big favorite, but... I think England can do it, but I don't think that they're going to. Very long-winded from all of us. Yep, there, I think... had to get it out.
1: No, well, it's just, it's just the discussion. It's these types of discussions are much much easier to have not over a Zoom call if we if we were to do this in person, which hopefully we'll be able to do over the next uh, couple of months. It'll be it'll take some time still, but hopefully everything clears up with COVID over the next couple of months. We can do this in person. Um, I think that's it for this week. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at OTL Soccer Pod. And I just want to say thank you for listening and we'll be back next week. Thank you.
2: Scotland are going to win the Euros over Italy.
1: Bye.